Welcome to another episode on Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love. She is me, Anita's her. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening and tuning in and sharing the podcast. I am blessed. My family is blessed. Another day above ground. You know that's a blessing. And again, the supporters, you listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to prolong it. Um, I know I've been MIA. I've been having a lot going on. I'm working from home, getting that transition together. And it is a lot more stressful than I even thought. But um, I'll do. I'll save that for another episode. But on the episode today, we're gonna talk about bad forgivers. Are you a bad forgiver? Are you a bad forgiver? Yeah, I think I am. I'll be the first to raise my hand. And say that forgiveness is a process for me. And what I mean by that, everyone, my listeners, rather you choose to forgive someone, um, looking dead in their eyes, or while if you just try to write it in a journal at home, or if you're standing at the foot of an altar, rarely do you say what needs to be said, I forgive you. And then immediately following, everything is fully resolved. Or healed. Because when you decide to forgive someone, your words, it is basically making a public declaration that you are going to put yourself on the path to, and the dictionary definition of that word say, to grant pardon for or remission of an offense. I'm sorry, an offense debt, etc, etc. And to cease to feel resentment against and absolve, to cancel an indebtedness or liability of, or to set free or release as from some duty, obligation, or responsibility. Pardon, not resent, release. (sighs) No wonder so many mental health professionals say that when we choose to forgive people, it's way more for our benefits than it is for them. That's to choose because it's always a choice, right? And to hold on to the fallout of whatever that experience is, it continues to hold us back. It stresses us out. And according to many, many reports, even making us physically sick. And I'm not joking. There are studies that have revealed that unforgiveness can keep us in a state of anger and it can raise our blood pressure. Unforgiveness can also increase levels of depression and PTSD. Damn, unforgiveness can even cut our lifespan very short. And really, y'all, it's holding a grudge. Really worth all of that? Because you know what? I ain't nobody got time to be holding grudges and to be increasing depression because it's depression. It's depressing enough just turning on the TV and watching the news. It's depressing enough to not feel, you know, that you matter because of the race of your skin. So come on. That's why I felt like I needed to take this time to first say that if you know that there is someone in your life that you need to forgive just for your own well-being, your own health, please just consider doing it. And second, if you are listening or if you have went to 
Nicole and read her article and you you are someone who have hurt someone or if someone have hurt you, offended you or just totally just annoyed you and pissed you off immediately comes to mind just to make sure that you are free from the situation as you may believe that you probably are. You can do this by doing a checklist of signs that a person isn't as good at forgiving as they think that they may be or that they are. So why is forgiving so hard to do? Well, since most of us know that bestowing forgiveness is just is essential in life because none of us is perfect, right? We're human. We're not God. So why is it that so many of us struggle so much with forgiving others? You know, and a good article um, that I read on exonicole.com, I read on the topic and the author brought up three good points. And a lot of us don't forgive others because one, we don't want the offender to think that they did, to think what they did was okay. Two, we don't think that the person who hurt us deserves our forgiveness. And our three, we don't trust them, period. And thanks to my own way of struggling to figure out how to forgiveness of my forgiveness journey, um, what I learned is far too often we're hesitant or even honestly, like me, afraid to forgive someone because we think, I felt, I feel that if I forgive someone and we reconciled or one and the same, when that is not even remotely the case. I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to repeat that. I have honestly been afraid hesitant to forgive someone because I often thought that forgiveness and reconciliation are one and the same and when that is not the case now we can forgive as a way to heal from the hurt or from the harm that was done to us we can also forgive for us to release ourself from the temptation to keep that cycle going of pain going by hurting or harming other person because hurt people hurt people or someone else because we're still holding on to unforgiveness reconciliation is another matter totally entirely and if it is even on the table of any type of discussion the offender has some work to do in order to restore what has been lost or done. And if they are truly sorry for what they have done, they are all for putting that sweaty equity in with their words and actions. No questions needed about that, period. So no, never feel that just because you decide to forgive someone that you are invalidating your feelings about the offense or that you have to have that same type of relationship with them if moving forward. So forgiveness isn't designed to make us more vulnerable. It's actually meant to empower us by helping us to let that pain and that fear and frustration go, to release it. 
Now, with all of this out of the way, there are some pretty telling signs that we are not as good at forgiving as we probably need to be. And I can wholeheartedly honestly say that I am not easy at forgiving. But number one is say you don't really ever let things go. I don't. I hold grudges. I'm bad at that. I've been praying and asking God to give me strength for that. I haven't made it there yet. You know, it's just something that I deal with a lot, you know, in family, in, with friendships, with jobs, that people who forgive with their mouth, but, but not necessarily with their actions. And what I mean by that is, although, let's say a married couple, a spouse probably would claim that they've forgiven their partner for something that they've done, infidelity. The moment they do something else that they don't like, that past issue comes up. It's almost like they hold on to it for mad day or trump card to use as an argument in order to win it. There's nothing healthy that comes out of it. Because really, let's be honest, who wants to constantly hear about their past missteps or their past mistakes all of the time? Like, who wants to hear that? Say that you are married and your husband misspends money and it caused a check to bounce. You guys talked it through and then you tell yourself and your husband that you're willing to let it go. Don't do it again. Let's fix it. But then he forgets to pay a different bill five months or seven months later. And you bring this misspending from before up. And even though these are the only times in recent history that this has ever happened, this is an example of not being able to let things go. If your girl or your man really isn't the best with money, perhaps it's time for you to handle the finances or for you guys to get a financial consultant, point blank in a period. But to berate him or her because of that every time they does something, even though you're claiming that you've forgiven them, means that you actually didn't. So not only that, but the more that you stockpile the mistakes, the harder it will be able to get past a challenge or problem the next time something were to happen. Interesting enough, though, this is one of the reasons why a lot of friendships and couples end up divorcing or end up on bad terms after childhood friendships or 20 years of marriage, they never really forgive each other for much of anything, really. You know, they say they do, but they really don't. And you know what they say? Eventually, a collection of uh, snowflakes end up turning into a huge avalanche. That's what they said. I read that. Number two, you take forgive, but don't forget totally out of context. One time I heard, um, well, I read this where a guy named, I think his name was Derek. I'm not really sure, Derek Dent or Derek Dent Cedric or something like that. He said something about forgiveness that I think is pretty good. He used a hypothetical example. He was saying, um, he was telling someone something in confidence, um, then they turning around and telling other people and then ultimately asking for forgiveness for the betrayal. Well, according to Derek, Cedric, Dent, whatever his name is, the best way to handle an instant like that is to forgive the person, but to also not tell them any more secrets for a long time. Well, for me, I wouldn't tell you shit, anything else. And it's not because you are holding things over them. It's actually their actions that have shown that they have a weakness. And with that weakness, when it comes to respecting someone else's privacy, um, I'm not telling you anything else. I'm just saying. 
I think this is the healthy way of applying that old adage, uh, forgive but don't forget. You're not. Not forgetting the offense in, in order to weaponize the offender with it later up the road. You're using it as a teachable moment so that, you know, you can you do all that you can to prevent a situation like this happen again. It's not about holding something over, over someone. It's about making sure that you apply your wisdom in the future. No more, no less. Point blank and appear. That said, forgiving while not forgetting should not be about not being able to, not being open, shall I say, to, to giving someone another chance. You know what I mean? It's simply about asking yourself, what did I learn from this experience? Did this experience teach me anything? And then apply it across the board. For instance, if someone revealed one of your secrets, what was that lesson? right? Perhaps that lesson is something as simple as learning how to vet people better in the future. Not forgetting should be more about how the situation can make you better rather than how to make someone feel like they cannot be redeemed for being weak for what they've done. So if you truly forgiving them, sometimes they can be once trust has been restored, it's it's close to impossible for me. Like, I, I, there's not many people that I can rebuild a trust with once that trust is broken. But it's close to impossible for some people for that to happen. That if you're holding on to the out out of the context of take or forgive, but don't forget. So you have to be mindful of that. And number three, the lack empathy and forgiving process. I remember. Uh, a friend of mine that I know got got an abortion and um, that friend that I went to school with who was who claimed to be a virgin at the time said that our friend was going to go to hell for it. Fast forward um, having a, a late period two years later and surprise surprise she was asking me what clinic did my friend go to for the procedure. Yeah, it could be really easy to think that someone is not worthy of your forgiveness or forgiveness in general. So when you haven't done anything similar to what they did to you or you have selective memory when it comes to some of the past things that you have done, but we've all done something that some human somewhere would look at, view, judge, and deem unforgivable. And not only that, but it is a lot of us were truly honest with ourselves that we just completely just be honest the reason why we don't extend that forgiveness is because on some type of weird level we want to have some sort of power we need to have some power over that person some type of leverage over that person who offended us now i can't speak from a very for from very up close and personal type experience that the sooner you bring empathy, the power of understanding and imaginatively enter into another person's feeling into play. I, I just would say that the sooner your heart will, will, will soften to a situation, any situation really is true. And I think anybody should try it. And number four, you're stuck in the past. Um, I read on Nicole West and an author by the name of Chris Jimmy 
Jamie once said that grudges are for those who insist that they are owed something. Forgiveness, however, is for those who are substantial enough to move on. Now, put a pin in that as we touch on the main points from the article. They had eight signs that you have not forgiven someone. And that author shared some of the following points. And I'm here to tell you, if you still need to do more forgiveness, work. When you, one, use what that person said or did as a topic of conversation. Two, daydream about getting revenge or some type of justice. A good example of that is attending your high school reunion and showing them. (laughs) Three, preoccupy your mind day in, day out, either reliving or dwelling on the situation or the person's behavior. I do that a lot, especially with the uh, recent critique of my new work from home job. Yeah. Um, Number four, get annoyed if someone even mentions the person. Five, have a tendency to avoid the person. Six, are secretly delighted to hear about the person's current difficulties and losses. Seven, strongly believe you have been unfairly treated and are innocent or an innocent victim. And last, have friends and family that are tired and tired of talking about the person and the latest drama. Now, I'm going to say this. Forgiveness brings the forgiver peace of mind and it frees him or her from coercive anger. While there are some debate that people have over rather true forgiveness requires positive feelings or towards the offender, there are experts that agree that at least involves letting go of deeply held negative feelings in that way. It empowers you to recognize the pain you suffered without letting that pain define you, enabling you to heal and move on with your life. Something that a lot of us refuse to acknowledge or even try to accept about forgiveness is that it can keep us mentally and emotionally and relationally stagnant. Um, Looking back over the pain that when a person hurts you and you haven't fully forgiven um, and you build up your your guard and you're just very defensive and you, you just you don't let go. And there are people that may have done something wrong to you and it may not have been as horrible as some other people and you will never let it go and you hold that grudge and Lord forbid they die and they're not here anymore and you're not able to forgive you're not able to accept that apology and move on from that pain and then when that person passed it's hard to find closure because you've held on to that guard of being anger, angry and not forgiving for the pain that was inflicted. Now, that's the thing about forgiveness. In order for us to remain in that head and, and remain in that space in our heart, we have to keep thinking and looking backwards. And that is what can 
always prevent us from truly moving forward into our path. The real ouch about that is while we're still stuck in our past, there's a pretty good chance that the offender isn't. They're they're moving right along and then we're mad because they ain't still holding on to the fact that, hey, I'm sorry that I hurt that person. And then we look at karma. Number five, you think that karma is your, your job. So if you hop on Google and you you Google karma quotes in the search field and then you click on the image tab, you'll see a slew of karma references. Two that cracked me up was when they had commas just sharpening her nails and finishing her drink. She'll be with you shortly. And in the end, karma will be this bigger B-I-T-C-H than I've ever could have possibly seen or ever need to be. To that had me like, hmm, where karma isn't a B-I-T-C-H, it's a mirror. And you will never understand the damage you did to someone until it's done to you. And that's why I'm here, signed karma. But the quote that all of us should keep in mind as it relates to forgiveness is the one by Dr. Wayne Dyer that says, how people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours. Louder for the seats in the back, please. How people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours. And although most of us consider karma to be what goes around comes around, did you know that another definition of the word is destiny or fate? I can personally attest to the fact that karma has a way of handling what someone has done, ourselves included, in a way that we couldn't even start to possibly begin to come up with on our own. Plus, when we let karma do its thing without us trying to help, we avoid reaping seeds of bitterness and resentment and those type of revenges. And although the same lines, the Bible tells us that we reap what we sow, what's really a trip about that scripture is it doesn't put an expiration date on when that weeping will happen. And the warning here is that you only waste time and bring unnecessary drama into your life if you think it's better to be the, the karma, the store, rather than forgiving someone. What's really crazy is when we try to do karma's job, we keep the vicious cycle going. And that usually end up doing further harm to ourselves. Something that forgiveness knows what happens, by the way. Just to FYI. So, what I'm saying is, in order to be forgiven by God, we need to forgive those around us. And it's a scripture that actually keeps me humble, pretty humble, because it, it often reminds me that just like I need to forgive others for what they've done. There is stuff that I do that I need to be forgiven from the most high for that. And nothing should keep me from wanting to live a free and forgiven life so that at the very least I can spiritually thrive as an individual. I also know that true forgiveness ain't easy and not for not by a long shot in my life, but if I'm really wanting to involve and heal as an individual, it is important for me to do it and not the bad way, you know, saying that you do even if you really don't mean it the right way. So hopefully this message will help to point you in the directions of just that. Forgive so that your karma will bring forgiveness unto you. Um Thank you to Nicole, x1cole.com. Forgiveness is hard. 
And the reason I'm speaking on this is because I still struggle with forgiving people. Um, there are people in my family, there are friends, co-workers, whomever, that I've cared about and love and respect. And there are things that I'm still working on forgiving. Although I felt like I did or have forgiven, I realized that I hadn't. So I'm a work in progress and I'm working on me. But I have done some remarkable things with forgiving some people. And for your attention and you guys coming over to the podcast and listening, I thank you. I appreciate you. I ask that you continue to share the podcast. I ask that you continue to come back. It means so much to me. I did get some questions. I'm going to come back and do some questions. I'm not sure if I'm going to do all of these questions because some of these questions are very graphical and questionable. So I don't know, but we will see. Um, but I ask that you continue to share the podcast, continue to hit that listen and support button, continue to send me those questions and comments. I appreciate it. Remember, you guys, stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else's thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before. When they go low, we go high. And until next time, it's your girl. I need love. Come from that rich Peace.